generation is rising on an emerging generation of kings. Verse 14, and from verse 10, we're going to read all the way to verse 18. Please follow closely as I read alone for now. And when Pharaoh drew near, the children of Israel lifted their eyes, and behold, the Egyptians marched after them. Look at somebody, tell that person your progress is attractive. Now tell that person, not everybody who's coming after you is coming for you. Tell the person that everybody who's lining up behind you is a true follower. Because when God released them from Egypt and sent them toward the promised land, what happened? The Egyptians began to march after them. And if you're understanding, you might go like, wow, that's a good thing. I'm not leading the movement. <laughs> right? I'm just, you know, calling them out. In fact, because of how attractive I am to them, they're even ever quitting their own property, their own nation and all of that. And they're coming after me. But look at what the word says. So they were very afraid that they knew what was happening and the children of Israel cried out to the Lord. Then they said to Moses, because there were no graves in Egypt, have you taken us away to die in the wilderness? Why have you so dealt with us to bring us up out of Egypt? Is this not the word that we told you in Egypt saying, leave us alone? Remember how many of you have felt like that about God? God, just leave me alone. I'm not interested in purpose. Come and be honest. I'm not interested in ministry. I'm not interested in even this marriage matter anyway. If the man is not coming, can you just leave me alone? Uh, Raising my hopes, my dreams, my blood pressure. I don't even need a pressure cooker anymore. Because my blood pressure can cook anything. Allah. Ogo. Jivadala. Your prophecy will not leave you alone. Your prophecy. Do you know what it took for Moses' Moses's life to be disrupted? For every prophet that God used to release a prophecy over your life, their lives were disrupted at some point to locate you in your space so that you can be relocated into your original space. God will always relocate a prophet from the place of convenience, the place of comfort, the place of predictable pampering and place that person in an uncommon space in your space which is uncomfortable so that they can relocate you from your space to the other space. So if God did not spare the prophets, he's not going to spare you. I wish I could preach to somebody who understood what I was saying. Slap somebody high five. Say prophecy is disruptive. And it's going to make you uncomfortable. They were like your prophecy will make you what? Uncomfortable. It's going to shake you out of your comfort zone. It's going to stir you up. Wake you up at night. Keep you looking at your phone and seeing nothing. The app you're trying to browse. Come on. The prophecy is going to be on your mind when you're on the bus. Walking down the streets and dreaming. It will creep up as a dream. It will come up as an apparition. You will think it's a thought. You will think it's a figment of your imagination. Well, can I tell you? It's God trying to get your attention to say, I will. Will not leave you. Leave you what? A what? Do you know who you are? The prophets won't leave you alone. It says, leave us alone that we may serve the Egyptians. Let's stay in this cycle. Let's stay in this pattern. Let's stay in this area. For it would have been better for us to serve the Egyptians then we should die in the wilderness 
Really? And Moses said to them, Do not be afraid. Stand still and that means that there are some things you can't see on the move. Before the breakthrough, there's got to be a break from all you've been through. So God says, you guys are so agitated, you're so disturbed, you're feeling so harassed, you're feeling so stretched, but you've got to stand still. A lot of believers are standing in righteousness, but they are not standing still in God. So there is no stillness in your soul, in your heart, in your mind. You're standing for God. But how still are you? And it's not about whether you drink still or sparkling water. Because you can drink still water and not be still. You can even drink distilled water. <laughs> really? And not be still. So be still and know. See the salvation of the Lord, which he will accomplish for you today. For the Egyptians whom you see today, you shall see again no more forever. That is somebody's personal prophecy for this month. That amen can use some oxygen. The Lord will fight for you and you shall hold. Isn't it interesting that some of you, some of us, we're not holding our peace. We've thrown our peace away. So we're not holding it. To hold it means to grip it, to be in touch with it, to be connected with it. Can you ask somebody, where is your peace? Don't get so creative with that one. Where is your peace? He says the Lord is going to fight for you. And who's going to hold your peace? Do you know one of the signs that you're not holding your peace? Because you keep running from person to person to feel peaceful. That's one way you know you're not holding your peace. Because your peace is not with you. You don't feel peaceful until somebody gives you money. You don't feel peaceful until somebody hugs or holds you, pampers and takes care of you. You don't feel peaceful until something bad happens to your enemies. Ashata. He says God is going to fight for you. And you're going to hold your peace. In the month of March, God's peace will swallow up your agitation. Drown those cares. Dissolve those fears. Peace is the atmosphere of God. Jesus is called the Prince of Peace. For unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given, and his name shall be Wonderful Counselor, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. And sometimes peacelessness masquerades as responsibility. Worry comes across as being responsible. 
I'm just taking initiative. <laughs> I'm being proactive. Uh, but God says, you will hold your peace. The Lord said to Moses, why do you cry to me? Tell the people, children of Israel, to go forward. But lift up your rod and stretch out your hand over the sea and divide it. And the children of Israel shall go on dry ground through the midst of the sea. And I indeed will harden the hearts of the Egyptians so that they shall follow them. So I will gain honor over Pharaoh and over all his army, his chariots and his horsemen. Then the children Egyptians shall know that I am the Lord when I have gained honor for myself over Pharaoh, his chariots and his horsemen. Somebody say amen. Father, your word is blessed. We'll receive life and light, understanding, counsel, wisdom, the ability to embrace the full details therein and to walk not only in the letter but in the spirit and the power till our lives are free from every cycle of stress, struggle, and every pattern of pain from the past. In Jesus' name we have prayed. I already did a solid foundation last week. If you were not here last week, please listen to both messages. They will really help you understand what God wants to do with us this month and for the rest of our lives in terms of advancement that will help you understand God's patterns, God's idea, God's strategy for advancement and it will help you move in that direction. Before I, I said enumerate a couple of things, I want us to quickly please celebrate somebody whose birthday is today. Come on, thanks. She's all glammed up. We can see all over you. Now, anytime God speaks to you, happy birthday, blessings, grace, increase, strength, preservation, and protection in Jesus' name. Every time God speaks to you about going forward, every time there's a release about going forward, there will be many things that would seek to hold you back. In fact, the fact that God is speaking to you about going forward is proof that something is keeping you stuck. And by nature, you're designed to grow, to go forward. Growth is a part of the engineering, the divine engineering of living things. You remember Mr. Niger D? There's got to be movement. There's got to be what? Respiration. There's got to be air. What's that? Nutrition. What, what else do you have there? Inspiration or inhalation. Irritability. Oh, thank you. G is what? Growth. That if you're a living being, plankton, amoeba, uh, more protoplasm, whatever. What are you? Anything you are. Fish. Birds, fern, grass, you've got to grow. God wants you to grow. That means there must be a strong persuasion of the fact that where you are is not the best place you can be. That must be a seated truth in your heart that there is a place called forward. There is another space where the troubles I feel don't even exist. Oh yeah. There is another place where the issues, the debates, the doubts, the cares, the confusion, the uncertainty, the weariness, the overwhelm, the shame, the stress. There is another place where these things don't exist. I want to remind somebody of something that if you've been in a space for so long, the tendency is for you to feel that normal life. That that's the way life is. So if you grew up without your dad or your mom at some point in your early years, you would have thought that's how life is is that marriages don't work until you are exposed to something that tells you that you can have a fruitful, blissful, successful marriage like somebody is going to have. 
Let me remind you, if you live in Nigeria, you are not living your best life. I can assure you, the Nigerian construct is not normal life. Let me remind you, just in case you've gotten used to it, Sam knows what I'm talking about. It is not normal for there to be power and children will say, up, nepa. Some of y'all think it's normal. Look at somebody say, it's not normal. If you're in a relationship where you're being abused, terrorized, harassed, manipulated, it is not you're driving around the roads of Lagos and there's too much road around the potholes. Here you are. We're expressive like that. Yeah, we're, we're a bit extra. My friend is like, what a good. But we're cool like that. That's how we vibe. It's not normal for you to be a real life avatar of a video game trying to avoid potholes. It's not normal. It's not normal to enter into a shop where you want to patronize them and the customer service person says, what, what are you doing here? What do you want? It's not normal. It's not normal. It's not normal for people you vote into power to act as if they're doing you a favor and try to buy your votes with 5,000 naira airtime and airtime for a few seasons, for a little time. And when they get into the place of authority, you can't reach them, you can't access them. It's not normal. And one of the things I want to issue into the atmosphere is that every abnormal thing that has become normal in your life, may God give you a divine unrest. A divine irritation. That will tell you this is not the best of me. This is not how I was designed to function, to operate, to go through life. There is more that God has in mind. Somebody shout, I believe that. It's not normal. It's not normal. If you're done with school and you're trusting God for a job and you've waited two months, two years, three years, you're still begging for money, raising money here and there. It is not. You're riding on 30. Don't have a place of your own. Don't have anything of your own. Still depending on parents lying on, on the couch and asking mommy, kill my jalare. In other words, what are we going to eat this morning? It is not what? No more. But through years of conditioning, sis, what is abnormal can become normal. Have you ever had a nagging headache that you learned to live with? That's a word for somebody. The Lord is healing you right now. In the name of Jesus. Can we just speak in 30 seconds over every physical pain that people have learned to live with? Can we just do that together? Every physical pain, I just sense that in my spirit. That there are some of you who have learned to live with certain pains, and it's not normal gastric pains, abdominal pains, spinal pains, skeletal pains, emotional pain. We curse it out in the name of Jesus Christ. Playing the healing virtue of God. Swing through the house. In Jesus' name we have prayed. It's not normal. But this
this guest had been there for 430 years and Jerry, if you've been in the place for 430 years, it becomes your normal. It's all you're used to. It's all you feel. You, you learn to walk around it. So it's like the power outage situation is good to see. Power outage situation, then what happens now? You learn to get a generator and then you learn to get a generator that backs up the generator. Then you gotta get an inverter. They've got to get inverter batteries and solar panels. Are you a space project? Learn to live with it. And then the folklore passes it down. And you can't remember the historical antecedents of your prophecy anymore. Because a lot of pain has come to thicken your space and block off and ward off the penetrative power of the prophecy that God gave you in the beginning when you were just Abraham and you hadn't evolved into a nation. Pain has a way of replacing your focus, of grabbing your attention, of making itself the primary picture you observe. If you've ever had Whitlow before, Whitlow, Whitlow, Whitlow. Have I got a witness on Whitlow? When you have Whitlow, your wit is low. That pain engulfs the whole being, doesn't it? Toothache. It engulfs the whole pain, the whole being. A boil that causes toil makes you feel like an abandoned soil, makes you coil and recoil. Once you wrap yourself in foil, <sighs> pain. Can I encourage somebody? Don't let pain replace your promise. Don't let pain replace the picture of possibility. Don't let pain engulf your heart to the point where you cannot feel the pleasure of the promise, the anticipation of what God has spoken, the release of what God has said concerning you. So these guys were in pain for so long, they got used to the pain because duty sometimes when we've had something on for so long, even when it's removed from us, we still feel as if it's still there. So you wear a tight wristwatch for a long time and you remove your tight wristwatch. What happens? It plants itself on your skin and you even feel as if it's still... I don't make my hair, but for certain ladies who make their hair, like the big hair, the weighty ones, the ones that increase your weight on the scale by a few kilograms. When you've removed your hair, doesn't it still feel sometimes? How do I know? still feels like you're still carrying it and there are many people who have been delivered but they still feel as if they are stuck so one of the four major things that still tires down when the prophecy comes to us when Moses comes to the prophecy it's good to see you man when Moses comes to the prophecy and says Pharaoh let my people go 
What are the four major things that still tie us to Egypt, that still make us feel as if we're not free? Let me give you an accolade or some accolades. It's your third Sunday, isn't it? It's your third Sunday. Third Sunday. Good stuff. Third Sunday. Well, let's celebrate it for our third Sunday. What are the four things that hold you bound that you need to break free from? From the struggles of the past, the pains of the past. Nation. Number one, the spiritual ties of Pharaoh and Egypt. The spiritual ties of Pharaoh and Egypt. Of course, the word of God says that there is no enchantment against Jacob, no divination against Israel. But we know that in Egypt there was a lot of divination, right? There's a lot of enchantment. We know that there was magic in Egypt. We know that. Because when Moses shows up on the scene, tell me what happens. Moses comes with his rod. He throws it on the floor. <laughs> this guy said, this, this was impressing you. You don't know anything. Hey! Magician number 139. Come here. They threw the rods on the floor. The rod moved. But the rod of Moses swallowed up the serpent. Whenever the enemy tries to duplicate what God is doing in your life, the superiority of God's power will overcome that challenge. There is somebody who has a testimony in the works right now I speak prophetically and there is one demonic snake trying to come and challenge what God is doing in your life God will cause that testimony that is giving you to grow bigger by swallowing up the attempts of the enemy to discredit you and to bring you down in the name of Jesus but watch this for a moment this is Moses who comes with the rod that means that before Moses showed up on the scene, this magicians already had some manipulative powers. Because it was not after Moses shows up that they discovered their tricks or their nuances, their arguments as to whether they were actually using diabolic powers or whether they were using tricks to make this happen. Their arguments, and I can't go into the theological details of that right now. But whether they were using dark demonic powers or whether they were using tricks, what we know is that their hearts were being accessed by demonic spirits. Because even if they were using tricks, the Bible tells us that the devil is a liar and a father of all. But imagine Israel, or rather the, the children of the Jews, being manipulated every day. The spiritual creep and ties of fear. And many times, especially in Africa, whenever people are in a pattern, whenever people are held back, what do we say? It's a spiritual problem. And sometimes it is. In fact, many times it is. The spiritual ties, that's the first thing. Whenever you're in a cycle, there's the possibility of a spiritual tie. The possibility that certain, thing, certain things need to be addressed by the finished work of the cross and the blood of Jesus. Certain decrees need to be issued. Certain utterances need to be released in the atmosphere. Certain manifestations of God's power must be engaged. Number two, which is possibly a deeper one. Whenever there is a tie in your life, there is the possibility 
of psychological ties. Psychological and soul ties. Psychological and soul ties. How do I know that there was this in the words? Because in Numbers chapter 11 from verse 1 to 9, I'm going to read that. Numbers 11, 1 to 9. It says, now when the people complained, it displeased the Lord. Somebody needs to be reminded of this, that God does not like complaining. He said, displeased the Lord. God doesn't like it. You don't please God by complaining. God, after all I've done for you, is this what you can do for me? But God, you said, 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 you're doing mixtape for God. After all the money I gave you, after all the time, angels be rolling their eyes as you like, say, what? Said, after when the people complain, it displeased the Lord, what does he also mean? God knows when you're complaining. Some of you complain and say, I'm not complaining, no. Talk to me, guys. Let it out. I'm just saying, let me say my mind. God, do you mind me saying my mind? God, don't mind my mind. Just mind your mind. You said your mind. Let me say mine. Like being diplomatic in decent God. I think God doesn't know. When the Bible says submit to the Lord, it didn't say sob the Lord. See, to sob is to this. To, you know. All right. I'm giving a few seconds for people to catch on. Write it down. You ask after service. Write it right down. It said, For the Lord heard it, and his anger was aroused. So the fire of the Lord burned among them and consumed them in the outskirts of the camp. Then the people cried out to Moses, and when Moses prayed to the Lord, the fire was quenched. So complaining releases fire that is destructive in your space. Prayer quenches destructive fire in your space. So complaining will do the exact opposite of what prayer will do. Well, let me say that again. Complaining will do the exact opposite of what prayer will do. Prayer will do the exact opposite of what complaining will do. So he called the name of the place the bearer because the fire of the Lord had burned among them. Now the mixed multitude who were among them yielded to intense craving. Now, where are your cravings? Where's your craving? No, where are your cravings? In the mind, in the soul. You crave from your mind. Let me ask you a question. How many of you would like to eat bandugu? Don't you desire bandugu? My God, bandugu. You don't even know what it is. How many of you will love chocolate and ice cream dripping with strawberry flavor? Not flavor, flavor. With breath at the end, flavor. How many of you will love the pizza? Cheesecake. 
from? Your mind and your soul. You've experienced it before. The soul finds it easier to crave something it's experienced before than to desire something it hasn't yet seen. So it's easier for me to crave my ex than for me to wait for my next. I wish I could talk to somebody this morning. It's easier for me to say maybe I shouldn't have given God that 100,000 naira I gave last week or two weeks ago because now I can feel hunger pangs and I can see the red shoes I was supposed to buy with the beautiful bow and the crystal on it and it's easier for me to want to say God let me call that person and collect my money back than to wait on the promise of God that he released to me after I release what are placed in my hands so there are psychological and soul ties that keep us back or tied back to the places where God already freed us from. So some of us are still craving the things that God delivered us from. You're still saying, God, how I wish I was not even married yet. When I was not married, I was still like this and like that. Oh, I'm on somebody's page. Let me not look over there because somebody's laughing already. Oh God, how I wish I was still in the university. I should have had an extra year so I have extra money and pocket money. But God already delivered you from it. Lord, how I wish I was still a teenager. Adult life is tough. Have I got a witness? Adult life is difficult. Lord, how I wish, I wish, I wish, I wish, I wish I was still that. But that is a psychological tie and the soul tie that is trying to convince you that the past is better than the future. And as long as in your soul, you somehow still believe that the past is better than the future, you cannot be free to fly into the future. Slap somebody a high five and tell the person that psychological tie must be broken. Oh, some of you didn't preach for me. I know the word is hitting you at the baseball level. But tell somebody that time must be broken. Besides, gotta go. It's a psychological tie. How do I know? He says that they craved intense craving. So the children of Israel also wept again and said, Who will give us meat to eat? They said, Look at this. So craving. We remember the fish which we ate freely in Egypt. How many of you like Ejauso? Titus. Give me some more. Mackerel. Croca. Coca fish. I thought it was catfish. Fried fish. AKA Ejadin Ding. Like ding 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 reason to believe that some Egyptians caught wind of it and ran into the house 
of some Israelites. The promise was not to the Israelites. The promise was based on the blood. That means that if you were Jewish and outside the house, you missed the train. And if you were a Christian and you were in the house, you got saved. The Lord God. Paul explains this. He said that they are true Jews. And that they are Jews who are of the stock of Abraham who will not inherit the promise. The promise being Christ. So there was a mixed multitude. And the mixed multitude, their problem is they mix everything. They mix the past with the future. They mix the old with the new. They mix pure doctrine with impure doctrine. They mix divine desire with selfish cravings. Look at somebody. So who's mixing stuff in your life? Instead of you being drunk in the spirit, some of you are drinking the mixed cocktail of carnality sipping the syrup of self zapping the zubu of wrong zeal thank you because the cravings of those around you can stir up impure passions within you for example the loss for money is unbelievable in Nigeria it's unbelievable. It's, it's, it's disgusting. And it's not just the people who have it. It's the people who don't have it. Someone says, good morning. You say, good morning. You say, anything for the boys. What's going on? Do we have to pay for humanity? Oh God, I'm a dear. Yeah. Dear, dear. The, the worst in that caliber I've seen I went to park somewhere in a certain compound I had to go to another compound to do some things and parked in there or right beside there and this guy said oh God, I'll find out oh God, I'll find. I said I'm good oh, oh God uh, said, I'm good but you know I said they be now <laughs> I was just smiling and said oh God, I made day overnight I said oh, you sir well done oh God bless you <laughs> do you know what he said ah I'm going to eat by a mosquito coil now. <laughs> so some of us have this psychological ties to the past. What God is calling us out of, our bodies are out, but our minds are still in. I don't need to steal, but God, can I just take without permission? When you start recalibrating your vocabulary and reconstructing what it is, trying to make it sound better, that is your soul trying to justify its ties to your past. God, you know I'm not selfish, but this money I can't give you, you know. Oh, I love you, Lord. I love you, Lord. I love you, Lord. Without my money. soul and psychological ties now let me tell you what some of us it's not even soul ties psychological ties and by psychological ties I'm also talking about neurological ties so if you're dealing with an addiction 
sexual addiction, wine drinking addiction, cigarette smoking addiction, or anger addictions. Sometimes the issue is not that you don't want to walk free of those things. Cooper, are you still here? Sometimes the issue is this. You have neurological, neural pathways in your mind, in your body, in your system that keep pulling you back to that drink, back to that girl, back to that pawn, back to that pattern. And that's why you know you don't want to do it, but you keep doing it. In which case, there has to be special attention paid to the habits and to the systems that support the habit. Do you understand what I'm saying? Because some of us are just think, I bind the devil, I bind the devil, I bind the devil. That's the spiritual tie. But then there is a soul and psychological tie that you do not bind. You can bind the devil, but you've got to crucify the flesh. You don't crucify the devil and bind the flesh. So psychological and soul ties. What are you meditating on that is feeding your lust for the past? Your passion for the past. Some of you, the Lord has brought into your own business. But you still have psychological ties to the days when you used to earn 100,000 on the 25th of every month. God, I'm seven months gone. And I don't even have one, sorry, one customer. So what am I consuming? Well, you know the Lord spoke to you. You're very convinced about it. Psychological ties. How do you renew that? How do you break that? He said, be ye, do not be conformed to the standards of this world, to the past, but be you transformed by the... Why is he talking about your mind? Where are your cravings? That means your mind started craving what it should not crave. Some ladies here, they don't smoke, but they can't date men who don't smoke. are classy number three social social ties and we find the numbers here as well social ties daring sometimes it's not even your psychological ties it's your social ties the people in your space in your environment the guys that have you on lockdown who've got your speed dial and your moo moo button they know what to say they know what to prod they know what to press. They know what to push. When they come and say, let's go clubbing. Like, you know I'm not like that anymore. They must say, remember that time. Remember, remember. <laughs> and then all of a sudden, they've gotten you. I was going to say Aaron. Enoch, please come. What you are tied to determines what remains tied to you. Who you are tied to, hold me, as in try to hold me bound, yeah. Ah, my God. God, I know I'm not alone. You're standing by me. Look at this. I'm trying to break free to go forward, but I'm too connected to people in the past. I'm too connected to people in the past. So I'm using all my spiritual energy to withstand temptation instead of leaving out my prophecy. 
because I've put myself in a zone where temptation is the order of the day. Ah, God, I shouldn't talk to our boards. I like the sound of her voice. God, you know, the flesh is weak. Ah, Jesus, I can't believe it. Tired of this struggle, maybe I'm not really saved. I'm, I'm pretending. Pull me now. Bye, guys. This thing doesn't work. Bye. That's what has happened to some of us because we are so connected to the past, too tied to the, to the past to walk free into the future. Do you know that who you allow in your life determines what you allow in your life? Because if you're inside a lift with somebody and somebody decides to release a generous dose of gaseous substance into the atmosphere (laughs) I was going to sing a song I was going to sing the person decided to sow It was because of who you allowed. Come on, people. So the mess is in your space. The mess in your space is often a reflection of the person in your space. And there's some of us who have social ties. The social ties are holding us so strong that we can't move in the promises of God. Lot was so tied to that space that even when he walked out of the place remember his wife what happened to his wife Lot's wife the word says that Lot's wife looked back were they delivered or not but she was too tied to her past what do you prize so much that when God gives you a new vision you keep revisiting the old one What do you prize so much that has replaced the vision of God in your life? Tag! What is that thing that when God is saying, look here, look here, look here. I bought you, I love your tie. But what's that thing that when God tells you, look here, look here, look here, you keep looking back. Because sometimes God will lose your tie so you can look better. Slap somebody a high five and tell that person social ties. Why did Moses not walk into the promised land? Why? Because of what the people, the people provoked him, the people pushed him, the people pressed hard against him. And Moses, the man of God, the word says he was the most humble man on earth. And the Bible says that Moses was so angry because of the people and he smit smote smite smited smote the rock now listen, listen to this why why because of the who brings out the beast in you in quote 
What did Jesus say to Peter? When Jesus said, I must suffer, I must go to Jerusalem, I must be crucified. Peter said to Jesus, the word says that Peter took Jesus aside and began to rebuke him. Just because you have one small revelation does not mean you are now the governor of the body of Christ. Because a few moments earlier, few, do you remember? He had downloaded divine inspiration from heaven saying, Thou art the Christ, the Son of the living God. Jesus looked at him and said, Flesh and blood has not revealed this to you. You are drinking from a source you are not licensed to tap into. And so he became inflated because the ego can grow with knowledge. So with greater revelation must come greater humility. And when he told Jesus, You will not die, you will not go to the cross. Jesus said, This is not Peter. Get behind me, devil. He commended him a few minutes earlier, but he stroked him a few minutes later. Do not hesitate to cut off some conversations with people you spoke to all through last week, at least for that season. When they are speaking negative words in your space, tell them I'm sorry I can't forgive you. I'll call you later. I'll get on the call later. Why? Because destiny is at stake. And there are certain social ties that we can do almost anything for, including disobeying God. Because walk, 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 walk. Because we revert them so much. We love them so much. We're, we're so committed. We're so loyal to God. Let me tell you, Jesus put it this way. He said, if you don't hate your brother and your sister, your family member, he says, you cannot come after me. You must hate them. In other words, the love you have for them must look like hatred in comparison to the Lord that you have for me. I can bless you. I can honor you. I can follow you. But when God says stop, I stop because he created me. For him, I live and him, I live and him. I move in him. I have my being. There is no other loyalty, no other allegiance, no other devotion greater than what God has given to me. Somebody somebody high five and tell that person, cut the social ties. Cut the social ties. You can talk to them on the phone every every day for one hour. But to talk to God for 15 minutes, am I any problem? An issue arises before you ask the Lord, what should I do? You're busy calling Sister Alamodere Jamu. Do you have a one to deal this Oriye Jamu? Let me get what I'm saying. The mixed multitude. And some of the mixed multitude must have told them, you remember the day one of the taskmasters wanted to kill you. I was the one that helped you. So I don't worry, just stay, stay with us hang around us makes more to you there's some people who are too much of your past to help you with your future so the fact that you are attracted to a certain dimension or expression of your future you see in them does not mean you must be sold out in allegiance to them because God wants you to be willing to separate from and to sacrifice every other thing that is a tie to your past. So here is one person that has a tie. Jason, come join us. Can I get some other people? Come join this long tie. Maha, can you come join this long tie? And the longer the tie, here is what, what's happening. They are pulling me. They are pulling me. They are pulling me all back. 
guys, the mixed multitudes, they had strong cravings. Now listen, the Israelites didn't have strong cravings. What did they say? We remember the fish, the onions. We didn't care that our mouths were smelling. The garlics. The cravings of those closest to you will become your appetite. Just feel an honor to teach this morning. Where is this appetite coming from? Where's this lust coming from? Where's this pride coming from? Where's this sense of superiority coming from? Perhaps somebody in your space is now so full of themselves. Maybe your anger is not your anger, but it's acquired. Maybe you're not the narcissistic beauty bitter, egotistical self-conceited person. Maybe you've allowed too many of them in your space. Do you know there is such a thing as stagnation by association? And there's such a thing as promotion by association because the word says that God blessed the house of Potiphar because of Joseph and God blessed the house of Laban because of Jacob oh can I talk to somebody right now that the same with the devil has some social ties that hold you back to the past David that God's got some ties to your future I pray in the month of March that you will recognize the ties to your future that relays yourself to the ties in your future that you walk in the fullness of your potential concerning your future that on a Saturday number four got to run self self ties that are self-induced and self-sustained so for some of us it is not a spiritual problem it's not even a psychological problem like an addictive problem it is we have a sense of self God I've been good all my life can you just let me hold on to this one bad thing I, I don't do women I do dogs I don't do dogs I don't do drugs but can I do myself can I have what I want to have? Can you let me just have my way? Lord, let me have my way in you. I don't want you to have your way in me. I want to have my way in you. God, God, how, how about that for a change? Even though I'm not ABC change. <laughs> but they've changed it now. Look, can, can we just flip the switch? You've been having your way in my life. Let me have my way in yours. God, I don't want to sleep with her. I just want to touch her. God, I don't want skin to skin. We're going to use a condom. 
Some of you are looking like, I don't know what they're talking about now. God is not scared to deal with your discussions. So you all won't talk about it now, but in the other place, your voice will be the loudest. Ha, 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 ha. Some of you all, your eyes are ripe. With oxytocin, testosterone, all the hormones in your body seeking expression. People wondering what's going on. So the Lord is good. <laughs> Self. Self. For some people, it's not the work of the flesh at all, it's the filthiness in the heart. You can judge people. Chief George of Nigeria. So y'all, you went for your friend's traditional wedding in the East. So why are you not dressed well? He said, why should I wear George when I'm one? Self! Gotta close, guys. Self! Sometimes it's not the devil, it's you. Can I be honest? You're driving sometimes and you want to give this guy peace of your mind because he caught, caught you off on the, on the road. <laughs> he said, I will shoot this guy. He's there driving, 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 driving. Even the devil at some point says, enough. He said, no. I have to show him. And there are certain times in our lives, certain times, look at somebody say, you know, it's true in some cases. That's not the devil, but your desire for vengeance, your desire to get even, your desire to get even will sometimes make you do things that are odd. Because you want to get even. Then you stop being a prime part of what God wants to number. Gotta get even. God, let me get even. Four things that tie us to the past. How do you break those four things? I can't teach them. Maybe I'll talk to them in second service. Number one, the spiritual ties to the past are broken by the finished work of the blood of Jesus. It is the blood of Jesus that breaks the ties to your past. He says, if any man be in Christ, that man is a new creature. All things have passed away. And how many things have become new? There is no willpower that is stronger than the will of God expressed in the power of the blood of Jesus. There is no strength. There is no resolution. There is no determination. There is no alignment. There is nothing that is more powerful than the blood of Jesus. If the blood cannot free you from the spiritual ties of the past, your wisdom can free you. Your beauty can free you. Your grace can free you. Your intelligence can free you. Your charisma can free you. I proclaim that somebody comes into a new awareness of the power, the potency and the penetrative power of the blood of Jesus. Come on, let the power of the blood sweep over this atmosphere in this season that everyone 
You know when we want to become knights and touch them with the sword? God said, no, no, no. You got to jab yourself with the sword. Poke yourself with the word. Because surgery never leaves the surgical blade on the outside. Some issues in your life, you don't need pills and potions. You don't need lotions and creams. You need a piercing. You need to be pierced. Some of you will not change until God wounds you. Until Jacob Deal. 
But the social ties is the simple words that come out from among them. That's what we obey. But that's not all he says. He says, come out from among them and be ye different. becomes a fog. I slap somebody a high five and say yes. Separate yourselves. Look at somebody say separate yourselves and be ye different. God called Lot out. God called Lot out. He called him out of Sodom and Gomorrah. Lot came out. Lot's wife came out. But Lot's wife moment. Soul ties takes a while on the season. Social ties takes a while on the season. Self-centered ties takes a lifetime. Why? Because every victory over a work of the flesh tempts the flesh to feel proud of itself. So you gotta kill it again. So when you kill it, it still feels proud of itself. So you gotta kill it again. And when you kill it, it still feels proud of itself. So you never outgrow cutting off your 
yourself tight. This is why you will never be promoted beyond your dominion over the flesh. You will never rise higher beyond the canopy set over your life by the flesh. So you gotta keep drawing the flesh under until we see the flesh join together part of Jesus in the garden of Gethsemane. Jesus said, oh Lord, if it's possible, let this car pass me by. That's the flesh. But Jesus said immediately, nevertheless, not my will, but your will be done. Hey, somebody shout yes. Throw up your hands to heaven and begin to pray about the four areas. Say, Lord, I apply the power of the blood. Lord, I immerse myself in the word. Lord, I break of every ungodly tie. Lord,
One more thing, someone you know needs this. Kindly share this out. 